0: The, the hot topic in the political world, and it happened a few days ago, but it's still super in the news, is that the Colorado Supreme Court declared that Donald Trump was ineligible to be on the ballot in Colorado because he had engaged in insurrection on January 6th. And that was a yeah. violation of the 14th Amendment. And it set off a shitstorm. And you know what? We actually haven't even talked about what we individually think about that. It's one of between the zillion texts we t- send normally about everything else. We haven't actually discussed what we thought about. It. So this is a good opportunity for us. <laughs> and to be honest, like, I get why people did this. Yeah. But I, I actually just I think he should be on the ballot because y- to me, you can't protect democracy by trying to stop people from voting. That's my overall thought.
1: So my overall thought is if we were in a normal functioning U.S., it would not seem at all crazy that a candidate who has this much legal baggage and such highly questionable judgment and involvement and and, in an insurrection, right? Mm -hmm. That would seem like a reasonable, a pretty reasonable and even necessary call by a state Supreme Court. I mean... I think if we were in a normal functioning country, that this person wouldn't mm-hmm. be the candidate for either of the two dominant political parties, right? That's so-
0: So yeah, He from, would have been kicked out by his- Yeah, party. a long time
1: ago. So we're already in bizarro zone, the fact that this is our,
0: mm-hmm. our reality
1: and has been for a long time. So I agree with you in the sense that this is the reality we exist in. And yes, I don't think we should, like his should just be on the- Valid. it is what it is sadly mm-hmm. this is where we are but yeah I agree with you I mean n- not gonna lie did I see it and feel gleeful but also immediately think like I think I even texted this to you like I, I I'm this isn't gonna stand up on appeal like this isn't mm-hmm. we all know how this works like but like just I think mostly almost just just to see someone treat this like we're,
0: with some in a world yeah.
1: where, yeah, like we're d- such a deeply unsterious country at this point. It's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: these people a- acted in the way that where they're trying to do the right thing based on like the merits of the case, and that's that doesn't happen anymore. So yeah, I felt good about it initially, but yeah, never gonna happen. I do, I do appreciate, and this is not. I I don't have a JD, but. Watching one of my colleagues from the nation, Ellie Massal, he mentioned this when he was in a televised interview on MSNBC, but that the Supreme Court in its ruling took special pains to note that when Gorsuch was a Colorado Circuit Court judge, that Mm -hmm. he specifically had noted in an opinion that had written, it's a state's legitimate it, it is a state's legitimate interest in protecting the integrity and practical functioning of the political process that permits it to exclude from the ballot candidates who are constitutionally prohibit from assuming office. And they the fact that they included that in their decision says everything. I mean, they; these, these are judges who obviously know exactly where this case is headed. They know it's going to end up at the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. They know that Gorsuch is going to is a complete hypocrite and who's going to act against his, his own words, but they have to make him publicly eat them. And at least I'll at least take a little pleasure in watching that.
0: Yeah. The judicial system and the political system before they failed to do the right things earlier. Like Mitch McConnell deliberately delayed Trump's second impeachment until after he had left the white house. The House had impeached him with several weeks of his term in office, and they could have had the trial during his presidency after January 6th, and they chose not to by design. And so then they could say, which they did, that, oh, well, we're not going to vote to convict him because he's already left office. And then they also said on top of that, we think that Trump should be tried by the judicial system for his actions. Now, fast forward to when Trump is actually being tried for his actions. Now the thing Republicans say is, well, we actually can't try him. It's inappropriate because he was already tried in the impeachment. And so therefore he needs to get out of jail free. So it's like heads, Trump wins and and tails, uh, America loses. That's the argument that they're constructing here. And it's total bullshit. And I feel like that has to be said in every discussion about this Colorado case. So that's my rant on that. (laughs)
1: I enjoyed it. Um, All
0: right. (laughs) All right. Well, but speaking of crime, or rather (laughs) non-crime, there was another story that came out this week about how the crime rate in the United States had gone down in 2023, and it was... And it's so dramatically at odds with public opinion about it. And this is according to FBI data that the crime went down, but not just the FBI either. There are some other law enforcement numbers that have said things have gone down, but yeah, people overwhelmingly think that crime went up. There's this NBC story that cites a Gallup poll at 77% of respondents there believe that crime rates were worsening. And even fifty-eight percent of Democrats believe that, uh-huh. and seventy-eight percent of independents, and of course ninety-two percent of Republicans. And, yeah. and this, and this is like the the second big example of that where people were dramatically at odds with reality because there was the National Retail Federation. They had claimed that there was an epidemic of organized retail theft around America, and Turns out they had misread some numbers in a data point and had completely fabricated this. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't say misread. I would say out and out lied because it was a a lie that served them.
0: Because basically they wanted to excuse raising their prices on everybody else. And there's just so many layers of bullshit in this story.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I thought this story was interesting just because I think that One, I think in the U.S. and in general, people always think that crime is going up, but obviously over the last few years, and that's always sort of a thing that I think that like the right preys on, right? I mean, I think politicians Mm prey on that in general, but particularly the right does this. We're talking about this like hard on crime stance that they take, but especially I think after the pandemic, there was this huge focus on crime and a lot of scaremongering around it. And yeah, I think those retail stories kind of added to it and gave like legitimized the stoking of fears that was based in pretty much nothing.
0: It was also that they were trying to develop a counter-narrative to Black Lives Matter.
1: Right. I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about the, this the other the day, police but have that been I think-
0: intimidated. Yeah, that they had been intimidated from enforcing the law, and so now all the criminals were loose in the streets. It wasn't just uh, that they uh, were by being the Soros intimidated. Soros prosecutors.
1: Well, mm-hmm. that it was all. It was also that supposedly every single state had defunded their police. Every single municipality mm-hmm. had defunded their police. Mm-hmm. Criminals were running rampant. There was bill reform happening that was like essentially and, yeah. uh, le- turning every prison into a revolving door. Um, and every you know, city I mean, they were burned
0: to the ground, unbeknownst right. to you. Right, and who lives and in
1: one. <laughs> and if you. Yeah. And yeah, basically like just, I I think that there's a lot of ways in which the right has found BLM kind of a useful kind of signifier to its base, but, but there's all, but I think, but they also, I think there's always, 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 always this kind of stoking of fear around like black criminals. Like that is a a constant Mm -hmm. thing. That's just like part of our woven into the fabric Mm -hmm. of our country. And so BLM has worked really well as a sort of handy dandy reference tool for them ever since Mm -hmm. 2020. But, you know, this is the thing that I remember talking about a lot in prior years, just having conversations even a decade ago where people were freaking out about crime rising. And I remember specifically having to do a piece where I was writing about the fact that crime levels were down hugely from the 90s. And, and I think it was a New York City-focused story. I, I just think this is the, like constant refrain in American life, which is we are so seized by the fear of crime, which is why we have so many guns. I mean, and, mm-hmm. it, and most of the time it just isn't true, but it's, just, it's been such a flashpoint. I just was sort of interested in this, in this story. And yes, again, I think that at the heart of this, there's always an element of anti-Blackness.
0: Mm-hmm. They want to keep people terrified and stupid, and they'll do anything right. to accomplish either one of those things. Oh, and, and they'll even invent crimes, and and we're seeing that certainly in the aftermath of the end of Roe v.ersus Wade. After the the right wing Supreme Court ended the national right to abortion, all the Republican states have gone through and tried to you know, pass all these awful laws, and and we just keep seeing that. I mean, we talked about it on the on earlier the last episode. Show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about how that was going in Texas, but now Ohio, they are going to prosecute a woman named Brittany Watts under their new abortion law because she had a miscarriage.
1: Yes, and I think that they're actually they're they're accusing her of tampering with a corpse because her miscarriage happened in a toilet. So the actual miscarriage happened in September, and one. Sort of crazy detail is that at the time of her miscarriage, she was 21 weeks and five days pregnant. At the time, abortion was legal in Ohio, legal in Ohio through 21 weeks, six days of pregnancy. And I realized that the set oh, of wow. charges, yeah, which is just, I just had missed that detail. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that I, a lot of reproductive justice advocates Discussed early on, aside from the fact that abortion it's healthcare and that women need access to it, was the fact that whenever there is criminalization of anything, when we go around creating new crimes, the people who will inevitably be hit hardest by that criminalization are black and brown folks. And so, of course, we didn't mention at the beginning, at the top of the source, at the yes, and there's a lot of overlap in those two, those two circles, right? That been diagram. So, um, you know, I. She is a Black woman who is now facing criminal charges. I saw a a story that I didn't didn't rabbit hole it, but where she actually did give an interview to talk about how devastating the loss was for her. I think one of the things that they're trying to use against her is that after she had the miscarriage that she, quote-unquote, went about her day, they're construing this image of a monster who didn't do enough to... Mourn her baby in the toilet. I mean, it's just like such classic not understanding mm-hmm. what women go through when they have miscarriages, the likelihood of a miscarriage, where it happens in your house, what would you do afterwards? And then also there's well, a whole and- question around, there's a yeah. whole question around the fact that the baby, she miscarried before the baby took a breath. I mean, by the time she, it's, she gave birth to a it stillborn already, child. Yeah. Yeah. So they're bringing this whole, like, this manipulation of a cor- corpse charge because it seems like all they have, because this baby wasn't born alive. I mean, yeah. it just gets into some, some really murky waters with a lot of these laws, which are, I think, intentionally created to be opaque, and Ohio's is, is one of those.
0: Yeah, well, they're intentionally opaque because of two reasons. One is that they, they don't want people to know how extreme and awful what they're doing is because if they were more specific people would more people would look at those and be like what the fuck you're going to prosecute someone for having a miscarriage when they say no exceptions they also explicitly don't say and if you are raped you are going to have to give birth to your rapist child right you know put it in there and so they don't want you to think about any of these awful things that will inevitably happen And so that's, that's part of the ambiguity, but then also. But it's also
1: to give themselves the widest birth in terms of this kind of thing. That's
0: what I was going to say. Yeah. Also is that it gives them the discretion. Cause like that really is a lot of the way that criminal injustice happens is through prosecutorial discretion to be harder on people who they want to go after. And that happens with, you know, police officers and prosecutors. And it's a huge, huge problem.
1: Over the last few weeks we 've talked about two different stories in which women who very much plan to can carry their babies to term who who i mean in this case, and i don 't want to get into the weeds of sort of what is floating out there, but like one of the contentions of the d a is that she didn 't want the baby whatever as far as I know she she really wanted this child, she was planning on having it, she lost this baby, same thing with Kate Cox in Texas. And so these women are still in sort of states of shock because they're dealing with not just the loss of this baby they thought they were going to ultimately have, but also kind of the health repercussions of what goes along with a miscarriage. And, and then they're caught up in this legal system that, that is completely uninterested in the realities of their cases. Um Sort of the biology of what happened to them. You know, there's just public mm-hmm. spectacle, right? I mean, these are people's lives. And it's,
2: yeah. it's
1: awful and, and super sad that we're even, we're even part of the audience to it.
0: Yeah.
1: So we have, I think the first time that we had it was last week, but we have a new, relatively new segment called Quick Hits. And that's how we have mm-hmm. to say it every single week. <laughs> I'm um, I'm putting the bar very high. So (laughs) the first thing that happened this week, that was, I feel like this is early on this week that became big news was that Jeffrey Epstein's files are going to be unsealed by judges orders. And I I think since then, the only change to that is that there's like three names that we're not going to be given, but we should be Mm -hmm. privy to the rest of it. So I don't, I'm I'm just kind of curious what that's gonna look like, and I think a lot of other people are. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I I think people are going to be disappointed by that. <laughs> um, is is what I think because these are just kind of business records. So, but you know, uh, maybe if you can suss it out some more, there might be some stories in there. Um, it might be the beginning of stories, but I think the initial revelations are not going to be much. But uh, you know, I would love to be wrong. I
1: think we're all hoping for yeah. more.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we want Donald Trump on that island, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> or yeah. any uh, anyone that we suspect was there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and in other New York judicial news, uh, the governor, Kathy Hochul, had said she is going to She signed a a law to begin, I mean, and this is maybe just who knows how serious it is, but to begin the process of paying reparations for descendants of slaves um, who had lived in New York.
1: Or wait, which is not it's not I think it's 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 just to put together a commission. It's to it's Yeah, I
0: yeah, said so to begin to begin the process. Yeah. So but yeah, not yeah, of paying
1: rep- slavery reparations, which is like what the right wing uses as like their flashing red light. It's it's the same as oh, I'm man. pretty sure it's the same as the Conyers bill, which essentially came up in Congress from like God, 30 years, and only in 2019 did it ever actually get a hearing. And it was called, I think, House Bill 40, 40 acres in a mule. But it's, it's just to put together a commission, which is what mm. that bill also proposed. Not that we would ever move forward with reparations, but that we'd at least put together a commission who would think about maybe potentially considering possibly looking at what, what's the impact of slavery and all the sort of things. Redlining, Jim Crow, and the impact of all of those things to sort of assess just sort of the le- mm. long-term consequences of that. I think that's all that they're doing. They would never... So no, than the that. Commission, yeah, yeah, but it's more yeah. than it's but, more than the house has been able to achieve. So, um,
0: yeah, well, and and it will be the first ever government report in a very long time about this, um, and they're required under the law to to come out. And and I think a lot of people are not really familiar with some of the logic behind this and history. So I think it can be, you know it will be educational, and I hope you know we'll We'll see things that it might inspire other actions um, elsewhere in in New York, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I did already start to see floods of sort of hate tweets from conservatives, which I knew were coming immediately when I saw the story, but towards directed towards black folks um, about this.
0: Yeah, well, and of course another <laughs> speaking of black folks getting I'm switching the order here. Getting pushed back, vile tweets from the right wing. Rob Smith, who is a Republican commentator who is black and gay, um, he went to Charlie Kirk's America Fest conference, which is basically kind of replaced CPAC now in the Republican Party.
1: And it's an orgy and, of racism and homophobia, basically. Yeah,
0: well, that's. That's why it was replacing. <laughs> but also because the, the owner of it is not sexually harassing men who work for him. <laughs> that's, that's the more practical reason. But yeah, so Rob Smith, he was cornered by a bunch of followers of the fascist activist Nick Fuentes. And they were hurling all sorts of, of uh, anti-Black and anti-gay slurs at him. And he was very upset that this happened to him. Very, very surprised, Kelly.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the—he's apparently the last person to know. But yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Another. I think we may have to have a, a segment every once in a while called "Leopards Eating." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. he, so, he must you know, encounter
1: sort of homophobia and racism light all the time. But I guess it has to be sort of. Literally shouted into his face before you know he, he takes it seriously, it
0: yeah, yeah, and I, I there's this idea, I know, having been in the Republican party, a lot of, of you know various minority people who are in right wing politics, they do think of themselves as one of the good ones, and of course, we got another example of that this week as well, with Jason Whitlock who is a former sports writer. I I don't think he's doing sports anywhere now. He's now over at The Blaze. And he got up at the same Charlie Kirk conference and he gave a speech saying how he believed that women should not have the right to vote and got lots of applause for that.
2: And I will defend life before suffrage because of vote used to represent the family. When we were a culture that really valued family and really understood the natural order that God intended, man serving God, woman following man who serves God, man and woman developing and nurturing children, you only needed one vote per household because that vote was about the entire family as they have destroyed our family structure and made this all an individual pursuit. Now everybody has to have a vote and everybody has an agenda that a lot of times has nothing to do with family.
0: I think a a lot of right wing women, a lot of black Republicans, they tell themselves that the party they're helping out and voting for isn't going to come for them right they really believe that
1: yeah yeah i'm uh, yeah i'm and... sure that they i'm sure i'm sure that he does but like do you think that when he and i know this is like another version of the site but like when he gets up on i mean uh, he's probably a bad example because he says hyper inflammatory things all the time i mean it's part of mm. his brand at this point but I just I wonder I I don't know that he really thinks that Uh, like I'm just I don't know on the one hand I think these people are just the worst they think the worst things and then I have these moments of where I'm completely incredulous and I'm like there's no way he actually thinks that and yet so I guess I'm just toggling between them so carry on all right that was just a moment of being out loud to myself.
0: Well, that's why I always say the the line between delusion and and grift is it's a blurrier than a Robin Thicke song. You remember me saying that? Yeah, <laughs> I remember. it. Yeah, you wrote you. You say that all the time. Me last time I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because it's true, and it's still true every time I say
1: it. <laughs> I should have high fived you. Uh,
0: <laughs> um yeah. All right, and then our our last quick hit of the day is that uh, Bud Light has been under attack by the right wing for months for a single commemorative can that was given to the transgender social media influencer Dylan Mulvaney and the right wing lost their minds, they were very triggered by it and have been attacking Bud Light for months, saying they have no right to have done that. And Bud Light finally realized, you know what? These people are grifters.
1: Yeah, they don't we have any real principles. Just, we can just slide them some money. We can just
0: pay them. And so they've been doing that. And it is it is pretty funny now because now they have managed to turn several prominent right wing media figures, including uh, Dana White, the UFC owner is now standing up for Bud Light, uh, and Donald Trump Jr. is doing the same, and Kid Rock, they paid him off very early on after he shut their beer, and so... <laughs>
1: yeah, and Tim uh, Pool, I mean, right? Isn't yeah, Tim that's when yeah. they
0: paid him. Although, I guess, it, I don't think anybody... He hasn't disclosed that they paid him off, right. uh, but, you know, you have to admit. Because, like, that that was the other thing that I really hated when I was on the right, is that so many people that were in... right wing media were on the fucking take and they wouldn't disclose it and like and I know this because people came to me and they're like hey can you write a column about how people shouldn't vote for this person here and I'll pay you money if you do and I'm like that's horrible why would I sacrifice my credibility to do that and and the 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 time where that happened the most commonly to me was actually to Mia love the black Republican.
1: really I yeah. super so I, remember her. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So wait, and I and wanted yeah, you to write
1: yeah. a favorable article about her? Negative. About a negative her, article. Negative. Okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, number one, I was appalled just at the idea of taking money for a column. But then number two, I was like, I want more Black Republicans. I will never attack a Black Republican who is comparatively sane. Uh, right. she still is, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, why would I ever attack her? I think she's great. So I didn't. But... Like, that's there. There's so much of this shit. And, like, the Daily Wire, for instance, was started by Ted Cruz's top two backers, the uh, Wilkes brothers. And they basically were trying to buy their way, creating a website and that would basically flood the zone, the Republican zone, with pro Ted Cruz content uh, in 2016. This good to stay in. Disclosed it.
1: Does this get to stay in? Oh yeah.
0: yeah oh, because this is juicy. Though. This is juicy. Yeah. <laughs> Even after um, the fact. Yeah. Well, I haven't yeah, I haven't talked about the Mia Love thing, but uh publicly. So everybody's getting the scoop on that one, you and the listeners. But yeah, I have mentioned the Daily Wire thing. And yeah, like they the only reason that it got exposed was on some other right wing site that that hated Ted Cruz and they they noticed how the Daily Wire was constantly pimping him and decided to look up who owned them. And lo and behold, it was Ted Cruz's sugar daddies. Wow. Who owned them.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because this is the people who are constantly accusing the left of being paid by George Soros for everything (laughs) they believe. And also it kind of relates to what I was saying, which is that like, if, if you are willing to take the money, then it means that the kind of outrage, the over-the-top outrage that you express, was performative then, and as is your embrace of the product now. So, garbage mm-hmm. in, garbage out.
2: Yep. Nothing
0: matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Pure nihilism. Ugh, yeah. Awful. That's so dark. Ugh. Just.
0: But yeah, but no, and that, it's it's why, and I I I'll, I will state up front, I have never read Nietzsche, so I'm not. Going to imply that I have, but you know, just the whole idea of of will to power, and you know, he, he divided humanity up into the the untermensch, the lesser men, and the ubermensch, the the greater men, okay. and they all think of themselves as the greater men, and uh, usually it is, man. Um, and you know, and so the ubermensch, they get to do whatever the fuck they want, and if it means you know raising taxes on a thing or cutting taxes, doesn't matter as long as the ubermensch are in power.
2: That's what Yeah.
0: But I think somebody who is not going to, I don't think anybody would classify as an ubermensch is these two Latino rappers who are out with a new Donald Trump Christmas rap <laughs> called Four More Years. And we are going to, this is another new segment we're going to be doing going forward. I can't promise it's going to be regular, but I think it'll be pretty regular called Conservative Cringe. And this is a collaboration with a woman as well, who is, we don't know her real name. She identifies herself as Maga mommy as a Latina Trump supporter. And her lines are just, I'm going to play them all for everybody so they can hear them.
1: Yeah. No, you see this booty bouncing like a basketball, but I'm conservative living. I just can't give it to y'all shout out to hardworking men. Ooh, I love me a Trump daddy. I'm a Trump Latina. So I had to leave Cali. We love our country, love our soldiers. Yeah. We love our veterans pledge allegiance to the flag. Trump is our real president. Trans men don't understand what it takes to be a woman. Let your man make the money, baby. You just do the cooking. Joe Biden's a grinch, Kamala's a witch. Conservative
0: and naughty written on my Christmas list. Please for more years, please for more years. Trump. Please. This is it is it is like the quintessence of of Trumpism in this video, I feel like. Because she she is portraying herself as both Madonna and whore at the same time. Yeah. She's she's t- starts off talking about her double D's are from Santa and but you can't have her bouncing booty uh, because she's <laughs> conservative living. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's hilarious. And it's just like, well, and also none of her lines, right? Also, which I think
1: is... Oh, I didn't even notice that. I'll have to go back and listen to that part. You know, it's yeah. like against the music. She can she can mm-hmm, pull it off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay special attention to the lyrics next time.
0: Yeah. It's just like this whole video seemed to be deliberately designed to hit all the sort of check boxes, So like she talks about how she had to move from California because she supports Trump and uh, and, and Trump's the real president. And then of course she gets to her main line, which is that trans men don't understand what it means to be a woman. Let your man make the money, baby. You just do the cooking. (laughs) And, And by the way, I don't know if you caught though, in the trans men line, accidentally very good trans allyship there because she's saying that trans men who formerly were identified as women mm-hmm. do not understand what it's like to be women anymore <laughs> right yeah because they're men Th- those are like the my favorite self-owns is you know when you call somebody else stupid uh in in a stupid way like, yeah those are my favorite <laughs> I really get the feeling that they couldn't hack it in the club circuit. Or, yeah. you know, and so they're like, well, we see a market here and we're going to go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, that's true with all the other Trump rappers. They really did try to hack it like as yeah. regular rappers couldn't cut it. And yeah, mm-hmm. now they're filling a void.
0: Yeah. And when you go and look at the YouTube comments, of these things, like <laughs> so many of the comments are like, "What the fuck is this? This is horrible. Uh, this is stupid, lame, etc." But it's also filled with with boomers who are like, "Yeah, this is wonderful." Oh
1: wow! Yeah, I actually <laughs> wanted to just see how many. So it has twelve thousand views. I was curious, just how many how many views it had gotten.
0: I mean, yeah, that's not. It it, this is really new, actually. So, like, I the the audience here, you you guys are getting in on this. <laughs> The beginning of the viral marketing campaign. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: for like people that have come out of nowhere and just put mm-hmm. up a video, like twelve thousand in a week isn't the worst thing. I'm sure their next one will be bigger. Maybe yeah. they'll even do a collaboration with. Them. I'm forgetting the dude's name, but you know, uh,
0: Forgaccio Blow.
1: Yes, yes, nice recall.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like it. It's funny also because I have no doubt that. If any of these people involved with this video, except for the woman, if it, you know the two guys in the video showed up somewhere, dressed the way that they were without MAGA branding on themselves at a Republican event, they would be thrown out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, nothing like this shit is out there on the Democratic side of the aisle. <laughs> and, you know, that should give some pause to you if you are a more educated type Republican. Why is it that only my side is terminally cringe?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. of course, they must banish those thoughts. So, yeah. Anyway, so that is our last one for today. You're I going to have to get some sleep Sleep at some point. I,
1: I am <laughs> very... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to sleep. sleep super, super hard tonight. I didn't just in case listeners are wondering, I didn't actually go to bed last night. So I'm excited to do that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually really excited for the holiday. We have, I mean, we were going to my parents. We put up the tree, mm-hmm. all the packages started coming in. I think we're going to do a mm-hmm. big breakfast tomorrow. So I feel like I'm like, finally, yes. I mean, I still have a, a, Edits to revise on a piece yet again, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm kind have of getting into the. Your, they have, have not attacked your, um,
0: attack your
1: tree. so uh, one of them, uh, one of them. I'm pretty sure is 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 afraid of it and has hissed at it multiple times. No, but no, no. Uh, um, my other Lola, the gray girl cat, has. I, I'm just keeping an eye on her because she hasn't attacked it, but I have seen her smack one of the little balls off. So she's just like, she's just like biding her time until she can.
0: <laughs> but yeah, when you guys are not there. <laughs>
1: yeah, hopefully not. But yeah, so I'm excited. Right. And you're going to have a great holiday, I think. Sounds mm-hmm. like with your family. Yep.
0: Yep. Going to do the staycation thing with the girls. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. And we're bringing our dog too, so. My kids always want to have the dog come on the vacation. Yeah. And I can't deny it. I can't deny them. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. And uh, we also did record a uh, a special for uh, next week that will be coming out uh, with our... Good friend Lisa Curry from the Doom Scroll show. So she has been the first guest on the show of this one. So, this just happened. So, it'll be, it was a, it was a, we had a fun time earlier today recording it. So, I'm glad you're still awake, Kelly.
1: Oh my gosh. I have like three brain cells and they're like, I, I, I was going to say they're all firing on zero. And then I was like, no, that's not a phrase. So, um,
0: you need some eggnog. It's, if you like eggnog. I do. I'm gonna
1: have a I'm gonna have a very nice cozy dinner and then I'm gonna go go to bed. I'm rewatching old Rick and Morty's, so that's what I'm gonna come home oh, and nice. do afterwards.
0: Yeah. Nice. I'm actually doing that with the Simpsons right now.
1: Oh, uh, that's always fun. I love going back to old yeah. Simpsons. And there's so many seasons that like I'll just pick an arbitrary one from an old season mm-hmm. and it's like there's so much to pick from that's good. I love that.
0: Indeed, yep, that is what the holidays are for. Yeah, <laughs> well, that then will uh, it's gonna be a little while, I guess, uh, before we do another recording, so not till the new year, actually.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, you and I will be exchanging um, lots of texts, but yeah, so yeah. I guess, yeah, we're signing off. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, but happy yeah. holidays and all that stuff,
0: yep. Yeah. All right, cool. See ya.